and welcome to the Dublin Arsa podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Giles, as always. On this special midweek podcast, we'll be reviewing last night's 2-1 away win over Nuno, Espirito, Santos, Nottingham, Forest side. So sit back and enjoy the show. On this special show uh, this week, um, I'm joined by my regular guest, Matt Bourne. How are you, Matt? All right, Jonathan. How are you? Thanks for coming along to this special show. No, I'm well um, I'm also joined by another special guest um, from another top Arsenal podcast, uh, the Norwich Bank Summers podcast, Lane Gardner. How are you, Pat? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you for inviting me on. Thank you. Um, if our listeners could give um, Liam's podcast a listen as well, it's really good listen. I've listened to the last two episodes he sent me, and um, yeah, the North Bank Summit is another podcast of my um, favourite list now on Spotify. So there you go. <laughs> um, Jeez, can bump his listenership up as well to be much appreciated. Um, also, to, if you can give our friends a listen over at justarsaldust.com, um, where they do daily videos, post-match interviews, and etc. and they update their podcasts, um, their sites, or their website with all the daily Arsenal news every day. So it's really good to, um, if you can give them a, a look as well. Um, we'll also, at the end of the show, um, we'll be going through the potential outs for Arsenal tomorrow. There's been talk about Cedric Suarez leaving, um, and hopefully um, it doesn't look like any ins, but could be a few out. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. I know, Liam, you're going to do a special one in your podcast, aren't you, tomorrow? Yeah, we've got a transfer deadline special at half, half eight tomorrow evening. So <laughs> not expecting too much at the moment, if I'm no. going to frankly honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the Jim White, the white short and the yellow tie in the background there. Oh, <laughs> He's got got it. Yeah. Wait, till you see, wait till you see the picture that comes out tomorrow. You'll love it. <laughs> Um, no, thanks for coming along, Liam. Much appreciated. No, um, we might as well delve into last night's um, two-one away victory against Nottingham Forest, lads. Uh, goals by Gabriel Jesus and Bukayo Saka, um, and Awanyi uh, came back again to hundreds. That's three goals in three games, I think now since we played them. Um, it brings us back to the opening game of the season, doesn't it? This one. Um, I think Matt Turner must be sick and tired of the side of Rukai Saka and Gabriel Jesus. Um, two really well-taken goals. I thought it could have been a lot more than two, to be honest. We hit the post crossbar, I don't know, many times. But um, the Forest defending was, was really good. I thought they got their bodies on the line when it mattered. Um, I thought Smith Rowe had a really good game as well. He's looking really athletic lately since he's come back from the reset. Um, I'll come to you, Liam, um, since you're our new guest uh, tonight. What did you um, make of last night's performance? I think the most important thing last night was getting the win. Um, we needed to go into that Liverpool game, obviously, with the confidence of a win. And if we didn't win, if we didn't win last night, for me, I'd, I'd have found it quite difficult to see us in the title race. But I yes. think because we got we got the job done, and like you said, it was a convincing performance. We was dominating. The only thing we lacked, what we lacked most of the season, was that final product. Um, yeah, I'm well happy with the win, honestly. Like, I just wanted to go into Liverpool with three points and see how Sunday takes us, basically. Yeah. Yes. Since the recess, we were talking before we came on air, um, I was just saying how well Gabriel Jesus looks. Do you feel yourself 
that the reset was badly needed. We looked like a different team from the West Ham Fulham games, don't we? Yeah, like obviously the Fulham game for me was the game where I think like probably the only game I looked at this season where I looked at us and thought we don't deserve even to get a draw out of this game was the Fulham game. If you look at all the other defeats that we had, like you said, Liverpool in the FA Cup. We, we should have won that game. Yeah. West Ham, we should have won that game. Um, yes. Even when you look back to the games against Aston Villa um, early on in the season, you sit there and think we should have at least got a draw out of that game. Um, I think the Fulham game was, it was a bit of everything, wasn't it? It was a bit of, um, I think that we'd come off that big, bit bad defeat at West Ham. And I just think it was, it was not a nice kickoff. New Year's Eve, yeah. 2pm. 2, 2 um, I just don't think it suited us. And we just didn't go out there and perform, did we? But, that's a big win last night, in my opinion. That is a big win because we've gone out there. Um, it weren't easy because they sat there with their low block, yeah. um, defended, defended their lives out, like you said. And um, we for 65 minutes, she was probably sitting there thinking, is this goal going to come? And then it comes and then we get the second and you think, do you know what? We can breathe now. And then <laughs> typical yeah. Arsenal style. Typical Arsenal style. Um, one long ball. <laughs> it's pinged over to our left back. Um which, if I'm going to be frankly honest, I think Arteta, in my opinion, should look at maybe subbing Sinchenko at times between the 80th and 90th minutes. I think that's when he kind of lacks a bit of um. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say composure because he's like he's, he's so composed in this ball. But I think at times, but basically late in games, he he does cost us a little bit. And I think it was a harsh one because the ball's been played quite long. But we know that Sinchenko is aerially not that great in the air, and they. They've done. They've exploited him with it, with it, and then potentially Saliba could have done much better. I did think yesterday night that it probably was one of Saliba's poorer games. If I'm being totally honest, with you. he didn't seem as assured self last night. Yeah, and it was a rubbish, it was a rubbish goal. It was a rubbish goal. You'd hope Gabriel to be a little bit tighter, and you look at it and you think it it was a bit of a rubbish goal. But then, I guess in some games you need to be going into injury time, backs against the walls, see if you can cope with the pressure, and. We see that we see it through in the end. I know it was tight, but I thought, and I thought Trossard come out that last seven minutes, probably the most, the best player out there because he was yeah. so confident. Yeah. When he carried that ball up, he, he was literally taking so much pressure off our, our, our defensive midfield at that point. So, yeah. Tough game, tough game, but like yeah. I said, all that matters is the three points. That was a game last season. Um, I think it was it was in May, wasn't it, when we lost three 0 to Brighton? They were the next opponents, and that that, that one he actually scored the winning goal, which all but ended their title hope. So they were the games last season we were actually losing, and this season you can see the mindset now. You know that bit of experience over the last season or two, we're in and out to win the games. I thought I think we're as Eamon says in a few of the podcasts, and you yourself, Matt, we're doing really well away from home this season. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been very few slip-ups, you know. Um, I, I, I thought David Ray, when he saved that in the last minute, I thought that was going to be the equalising goal, but he, he had yeah. very little to do, but he was alert, you know. He's mm. quite agile, you know. And yeah. Yeah. I, I was, are you glad to see him being a bit rollback, um, Liam? He looks really athletic, doesn't he? Fresh. What, David Ray? No, sorry, you mean Smith Rowe? Sorry? Sorry, Smith Rowe, he looks really fresh. Oh, sorry, again, sorry, 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 I broke up a little bit. <laughs> um, um, do you know what, right? I love Smith Rowe to get in that team. I've been, obviously, probably like a lot of us, yeah. we, we, we we was kind of made to believe last year, I'm not saying by the club itself, but by obviously people in the background and all that kind of stuff, that Smith Rowe potentially would take over as a shack as well on the left-hand side. Yeah. And 
a little bit, a little bit because of obviously a form at times, but I think mostly because of injuries that uh, he hasn't been given that opportunity. And um, I was glad to see him get it last night. But for me, Smith Rowe needs to be given at least five to six games up in that midfield to be able mm-hmm. to kind of really yeah. stamp his authority in there. And um, it was quite weird last night before the game. I was running on my doing some treadmill running. I just I was watching back the um the All or Nothing series. It was the second one. Yeah. And it was when, when Saka and Smith Rowe were getting embedded in Arteta team. And you look at him then and you look at him now and you think, it is a bit disappointing in terms of what's happened with Smith Rowe because yeah. there's so much potential there. And my worry is if we sold him, he could come good elsewhere. And I think, I just think he needs a good five to ten games, but I'm not sure like he'll start Sunday if I'm being totally honest. I, I, I had this feeling that he'll. I don't think he'll start party Sunday personally. I don't. He's not that typical kind of manager. I think he might have him on the bench, but I think he might go back to Havertz on Sunday. Mm, I think so. Yeah, he, seems to, he seems to be big into Kai Havertz or Ted, isn't he? He's giving him a good go, isn't he? He sees something there. Yeah. Um, I suppose he has come good as the season has gone on. In fairness to him, he's, he, I think last season at Chelsea really ripped to hurt it. You know, he just had such a bad season. He, he's still getting over that, but there is plenty of potential there, yeah. Um, yourself, Matt, uh, really, as Liam said, really important away win last night, to, which sets up a really cracking game on Sunday. Yeah, you know, yeah. 4-3 second. Um, in the past... We, we've gone there and lost, even though we've been in control of this game. But last night, we saw through. What was your take on last night's match? Yeah, pretty much pretty much the same, I suppose. Uh, it, it was a must-win game, obviously. You know, winning them two games in a row, coming up to the Liverpool game, was crucial. We need yeah. we need to be in the mix. You know, we don't want to be falling too far behind. Obviously, if City wins tonight, they'll go ahead of us, but on goal difference with a game in hand. But um, we have to be confident, you know. Uh, we've, we've put in two... Very, very strong performances the last two games, uh, be it very frustrating last night for such a long time. You know, like I, I, there was stats up at one stage, we had 81% possession. You know, we were, I think, 50 odd percent in their box or in and around their box. Yeah. Uh, and they were like three or four percent up the other end, you know. So we've got to do something with that possession. We've got to, we've got to find a way to, to score more goals. Uh, I don't know where that's coming from because you just don't. You know, you know, we scored. Okay, we scored seven in our last two games, which I suppose is not bad. But we spoke about it last week and the two Martinelli goals. By the end of it, by the end of the game, you know, it was just opened up nicely for him in uh, for the last two goals. It could have been a, a comfortable three 0 win against Palace, or we trashed them five 0 You know, so it was a very very small margin there for that. But uh, listen, never complain about three points ever, ever, ever. You know. Our, our team, as you know, will frustrate the shit out of us for most of the season for different reasons. Um, we need to, I think we can go in there with a bit of confidence to Liverpool game. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we played them uh, only three games ago in the Cup and we should have won that day. We should have been 4-0 four, four, four up at half time. We were that, that dominant in that game, you know. Um, on Sunday, um, my biggest fear, I suppose, is for, uh, I thought Sinchenko was very, very good last night for the most of the game. I thought he played very well. Like Zinchenko, the left back slash midfielder slash right winger. You know, he gets around the pitch unbelievably. He's versatile, yeah. Oh, unbelievably. And yeah. you'd love to think there's another position for him in the team. You know, let's you know put a put a left back in there who's going to do a, a, the job of a left back yeah. and let Zinchenko run wild across the pitch because he's good at it. 
and he gets into good positions. He's a good passer of the ball. He's great vision and everything else, you know. So uh, very happy with him for the majority of the game. Uh, didn't do great for the uh, when the goal happened. But like Liam said, uh, Saliba has a lot to answer for there. I thought it was very, very poor defending from him. I don't think Ray could do much about the, the goal, the shot when it came in. It was too close to him. Um, so there's very little we could do there. Um, Smith Rowe, I thought, was fantastic uh, when he was on. It was so good to see his name on the team sheet, you know. And like Liam said, we, there's so much promise from Smith Rowe for years. The All or Nothing documentary will tell you that, you know. The, this bond that him and Saka have, uh, that was we, we thought was the future of Arsenal football club was Saka and Emile Smith Rowe, you know. Uh, so much so that they got their own song and everything else, you know. But it was it was just it was great to see him play. It was great to see him play the way he did because he got himself. I, I was watching him, you know, and I said this about Havertz last week because I, I called Havertz for man the match against Palace because uh, I was over at it and I watched him the whole game just to see what his purpose is, what he does, how he moves himself, how he gets into position, how he takes the ball down. All he did a fantastic job. But I was watching Smith's role last night in particular, and he. Uh, whenever he laid off a ball, he was running in. He was looking around him, seeing where the position, where where the gaps were, you know, where he could run into, where he could make something happen the next time. He was like a snooker player lining up his shots, you know, for the for two for two uh, positions later or whatever else. But uh, he was brilliant. He was really good when he played. Obviously not man of the match, but um, uh, really good to see him get a good run out for a change. And it can it can only do his confidence a bit of good, you know. Uh, hopefully. He doesn't leave. I mean, he's not going anywhere this transfer window. And I think it's going to be a very, very short conversation about the transfer window at the end. But, um, you know, Smith Rowe shouldn't go anywhere. You know, uh, Arsenal is his club. Uh, fabulous rapport with the fans. Everybody loves him. And I'd hate to see him go somewhere else, you know. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Haylane guy. I love to see players coming through and uh, players with Arsenal in their heart. And putting it all on the line for the team, you know, because they're the players that do it for you. You get your 80 million quid guy coming in and your 50 million quid guy coming in. You don't have the same. They don't have the same feeling for the club, which I think is incredibly important uh, to have some sort of uh, background of Arsenal in the team, actual Arsenal, born and bred in the team, you know. So I think uh, it was great, great to see him play. Um, Martinelli, I thought, was pretty poor. I didn't think he did an awful lot. Uh, he had a, he, you know, he got a lot of the ball um, in the first half and just didn't do much with it. He, he seemed to be passing it back all the time to Zinchenko to maybe do something, you know, and uh, didn't work out too well for him. Um, he's he's a bit he's a bit hot and cold at the moment, Minna Martinelli. But um, I think you know, uh, Eamon spoke about it a few times in podcasts. Like we got so much freedom last year because it was new. You know, yeah. we had this we had this new thing where people couldn't work out what Saka and Odegaard were doing and what Martinelli was doing. And, you know, and we got so much more freedom and, and so much more opportunities and everything else. And they've people, teams have copped onto us this year. They know how we work. So they're going to throw two men on Saka and they're going to throw a couple of men out to Martinelli and stop from getting the ball in from the byline and everything else. So I don't know if we need to maybe fix something there. Or mix it up more. I saw one stage Saka went out, out to, to into the middle and Jesus went out in the right and you know. But they, they, I don't know. They need to mix something up there. We are we're not 
we we're, we're always giving out about goals, about not getting enough goals and not having an out-and-out striker. But you know, we're not doing too bad on the goal scoring charts either. You know, we're not that far off the mark when it comes to it. You know, and um, I think a, a statement win on Sunday would really, really push us on. I think, especially with Champions League coming up now as well, uh, with the Porto game, and uh, I think we can push on from it. And who knows? It's the league. It's a very, very tough league this year. You've got three teams up there who are going to be fighting for the title: Liverpool, ourselves, and City. Villa, I, I'm sure, will fall away. Tottenham are rubbish, as we all know. See that last night? They were at home yeah. to Newcastle. They lost three-one. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, they they will follow away. But fair play to them. They've done well. Emery's has done a great yeah. job over there. The high line is killing them now. You know, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that he he's stubborn. He won't change, but you can see Newcastle worked that out to a T, didn't they last night? Yeah, they did absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, listen, delighted with the performance. I thought Jesus took his goal fantastically. Uh, I never saw it going in. I was thinking about Canu against Chelsea uh, yeah. all them years ago uh, when he put it in from that sort of angle. Uh, it was it was fantastically placed, um, and also for Saka's goal. Um, you know, beautiful breakaway goal. It was, yeah. was an absolute beautiful breakaway goal. Uh, Odegaard, you know, good vision from Odegaard to find Jesus. Uh, Havertz, fair play to him. Uh, he, he ran like a fucking horse there, down the middle, uh, thinking he might get something on it. And when Jesus played it across the across the uh, box, Havertz actually stepped over the ball to let it go to Saka. And Saka placed it, you know. So... It was uh, it was very good from him too. I know we only played a few minutes. We couldn't tell much about him last night, but uh, three points always satisfying. Even though uh, we get the shit scared out of us for the for the last few minutes, as we as we can do. Uh, but no, listen, when you dominate a game like that and you take the three points, perfectly happy with it. And uh, man of the match for me, uh, Jesus, without a doubt. You know, I thought he was really, really good. Really, he's good. come back with a bang, hasn't he? Since that restart, he has. He has. has he, you know, he looks a different player. He's like a wild animal again, isn't he? Like he, yeah, he but you always hear, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. He's had a lot of injuries, and you know, yeah. he's one, he's one little knock away from another two weeks out or three weeks out. You know, and it's, it's happened a lot. It's happened a lot to him throughout his Arsenal career. So you don't want to be, you know, you want to have. I, I'm sure Jesus would score 15, 20 goals a season if he was fit all the time, you know. But he's just not, and he's getting he's getting sporadic goals here and there. But but he always puts in a good shift. Uh, he's always dangerous, you know. He hit the post there as well last night with a brilliant move. It was a fantastic move around the box uh, for that to happen. Yeah. And it's just a shame it didn't go in because it, you know, would have been up there for goal of the month, I'd say, with the way the movement was and all that, you know. But uh, no, three points, love it, absolutely love it. Yeah, because as you, as you said earlier, Liam, Nottingham Forest had the low block, hadn't they? You know, and it worked. It nearly worked the Emirates in the opening day of the season. And and, and I tell you yeah. what, um, from Forest's point of view, they defended fantastically. Uh, is it Mon- uh, Montiel? Yeah, Montiel and Murillo. Yeah. Montiel, Montiel was absolutely time, so, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know if he's trying to put himself in the shop window or something, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, he was, he was fantastic. You know, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Now, i got to say, fair play to him. And even on the break as well, he was up there on the break as well and everything else, you know. So he put in a brilliant shift, fair play to him, now I've got to say. 
I think what Don Forrest really as well, they've a lot of players at the African Nations Cup that was missing there, you know. I think mm. they lost the guts of five or six, so in that yeah, sense. We've lost that Lenny, don't forget, you know. To be honest, I, I think Matt Turner, you can see the weakness, you can see why Arteta kind of got rid of him, you know. He's yeah. very he's a mistake waiting to happen, isn't he? He's just well, he's talking about Forrest looking to bring in a goalkeeper as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's so. he's, he, uh, he's probably an MLS standard, you know, at best. But he is a good shot stopper, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. Look, 2-1 two, two, two at home and 2-1 away at Forest. Um, it needs a second now with 40, was it 46 points now? Yeah. Uh, two, just two behind Liverpool now, you know. Mm. That's, that's, that, that game's going to be an absolute cracker now, the way the league table has worked out. Um, who was your man of the match, Liam, from last night? Who stood out for you? Yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus was probably the outstanding candidate, yeah. weren't he? Um, yeah, 100%. If, if, I look, if I was looking at anyone else, um, I'd probably... Uh, do you know what? I thought Ben White had a good game. I yeah. Thought he, I thought he got up and down the pitch pretty well. And um, he was getting himself into some really good um, positions and situations in the first yeah. half. Um, yeah. Do you know, I guess the one thing that did frustrate me last night, and it has kind of frustrated me for a while, and there was a key moment right at the start of the second half, where, if you remember, there's four players pouring forward, and we had a great chance of obviously really counter-attacking them. And then we just then step back and then just bring the back into mid ball into midfield again. And sometimes I just feel there's a lack of confidence at the moment yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of that killer ball. And yeah. I know you can't try that killer ball all the time, but there was this prime example at the start of the second half, and we just didn't do it. And it, I, I think at times, I think... Our midfield play is very pedestrian at times, very slow paced. Mm. And I don't think that is supporting the likes of Martinelli and Saka whatsoever. Because by that by that point, once you get the ball to them, they're being double manned up. And as you mm. said, the low block, not on the voice, low block was disgusting last night. Like, <laughs> when you think about it, they're at home in front of their own fans. And I was sitting there all the time thinking, if I was watching that as a home a home support, I'd be really, really disappointed that my yeah. team's not even going out. Yeah. And attacking yeah. attacking this team at home, yeah. I, I, I maybe I see it differently to obviously obviously other people, but I just I, I just like thought that as a, as a home team you should be coming out and entertaining your fans, and yeah. they, they yeah. did nothing. They they literally did nothing yeah. for like eight, 85, 90 minutes. That's yeah. all they scored. They did literally zero. And I, yeah, I, I I think it was a very comprehensive performance really and it was it should have been three or four nil really we shouldn't have conceded that goal but we should have at least got three to four goals in that game last night yeah yeah did you know did you notice actually at the end of the game uh, Zinchenko and Arteta having a big uh, uh, a talk did you see that yeah Ben White was involved wasn't he so Ben Ben was arguing with uh, Zinchenko about something I don't know about the goal that was given away uh, or whatever something was said, but it seemed fairly heated. Now I got to say, uh, a couple of people pulled them right away on that. But uh, I think like that's good was... to see as well, though, Matt, isn't it? I think you it see is. Players, you see players; they're is. hungry, aren't they? You know, that's the Absolutely. hunger. Yeah. Uh, Notice yeah. that games as well. You know, you'd be you'd be watching a game as well, and you'd you know you wouldn't see it certainly on the TV where the camera goes up the pitch, but yeah. when you're watching it live, you can see players having a go at each other. You know. Yeah. And, Ronnie Shelton, and they need to be yeah. doing that too. Yeah, they do, yeah. They do. Yeah. They go back to the changing room, they have a hug, and they forget about it. 
you know. But uh, there was definitely something going on there. And uh, Liam, you were saying about Ben White's game last night. Yeah, absolutely. He had a very good game. Um, and well, we've spoken about it, you know, we've an awful lot of players now who are 8 out of 10s every week, you know. No matter what, you know, well, majority weeks, you, you know, Ben White's definitely one of them, you know. Obviously, yeah. Declan Royce is one of them, Odegaard, Saka. You know, you've got a lot of players there who are uh, Gabriel Saliba, who are 8 out of 10s week in, week out, and give absolutely everything. Um, ben White, you know, he gets very, he doesn't get a, a lot of praise week in, week out because he's, you know, the praise goes to whoever's scoring the goals or, you know, generally. Um, but uh, Ben White's always very solid and, uh, yeah, absolutely deserves to be in there 100%, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a leader in Ben White, isn't there? Future captain, maybe as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as uh, with us being um, two points behind Liverpool, Liam, how do you how do you see the game going on Sunday yourself? Do you see us coming out with the blocks like we done last year when we won three two? Gabriel Martinelli scored after a minute. Can you see a, a, a start like that? I don't see a start like that on yeah. Sunday. What I see though is, I think. What we got at the end, but it's probably in the FA Cup that we will go out. We will go out at them um, to kind of try and dismantle them as, as early as possible, really, and try and put a lot of pressure on them. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're playing a different prospect of a Liverpool team to probably what we thought of two weeks ago. We got to remember we got a Liverpool team turning up now, which is basically the Clock Road, the Jurgen Clock Road show between now and then. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, in my opinion, it should give us even more. Um, Give us more fire in our bellies. Say, do you know what? We're yeah. not going to let them come in and beat us. And yeah. I, I'm confident Sunday. Do you know that? I am actually quite confident Sunday that we'll go and get do the job and get the job done. Um, I, I I just think that. So I look at the percentage games at times, and I think that we was really unlucky against Liverpool in the FA Cup. And if we do that to them again, we will win that game. And I think as long as we go out and do what we did against them for the first 75 minutes at, at the Emirates in the FA Cup. We should win the game. Their team won't be much different. Their team won't be much different to what they had then. They haven't got Salah, um, but they still got they still got threats, didn't they? They still got your um Jota, who's in banging form, Nunes, um, who seems to be growing. So it's going to be a tough game, but I'm optimistic that we can get the job done. And um, I think we'll have a really really strong team out Sunday. And do you know the other thing I, I think about as well the Manchester City game. And even if we just bring Thomas Party on, like in that game that we did for 20 minutes, yeah, he had a massive impact, didn't he? So yeah. it it could be if it gets into a late in a game and the game's still like nil nil or one one, and we got a Thomas Party to bring on, that could be the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, substitution wise has worked, hasn't it, this season? Like the, the uh, he's like we saw against Palace when Martin Eddy came on. Scored twice there in the last five minutes, you know. Like his tactic, you can't get the substitutions right. You know, he's got a lot better at the memory as the season to compare it to last year, yeah. Because I thought that season he couldn't really change a game when we went behind, but definitely this season you can see, as you know, he's worked it out, you know. Um, and thank God to talk about him going to Bars is rubbish. <laughs> he quashed yeah. that yesterday, didn't he? What do you think, Liam? Yeah. Do you think that was rubbish rumours, or do you think there could be? Nah, that, I was live on a show when it got broke on Sunday. Yeah. And like, first thing I was thinking, my first thought process was, why would he leave at this point? Like, yeah. he's got the he's got the team to this level. Yeah. Um, he's done so much work with it, and we got to think of the flip side as well. That ball is stuck with him. 
when they could when 99 percent of the boards would have kind of dismissed him back in 2020-21 season yeah so i think that he owes the ball he, he definitely you've seen obviously the all or nothing josh Cronker's really close to him it seems um yeah. i think he 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 if he left he'd be probably stabbing josh Cronker and edu in the back i've been totally on the show yeah but i don't think i'd take that kind of guy I, I think he's a very loyal guy and yeah. um, I think he will end up at somewhere like Barcelona one day. I'm, I'm sure of that. But the time is not now. And if you look at that Barcelona team at the moment, that needs a lot of a lot of work to be done in that team. And I just question at the moment with the Spanish league as well. It's not really that that competitive, is it? It's not. It's not like it used to be that everyone was engrossed in the Spanish league. They're not as engrossed in the Spanish league as probably 10, 15 years ago. We had the likes of Messi and Ronaldo in there. And I think he's. I think he's in the best league at the world. At the moment, with the best managers in the world, he he needs to obviously prove himself and bring some trophies home, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think as well. I was just think, saying that to a mate there in work as well today. I don't think he'd get the control over signings as he would with Arsenal. You know, Barcelona seems to be no. the president there seems to decide who do they want that this glamour signing, don't they? Like you know, yes, that's another sign of it. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, he's he's under he's doing a good project there, Ted, isn't he? Like, and we're starting to see the fruition of it now. You know, the fruits are starting to come the last season or two. Yeah, um, I suppose when you look past Liverpool, lads, like after Liverpool, it's West Ham and Burnley away, Newcastle at home, and then Sheffield United away in Brentford, and then you're looking at that, um international breakdown in mid-March that's Chelsea and City like after the Liverpool game you'd kind of fancy your chances wouldn't you from West Ham Burnley Newcastle Sheffield and Brentford maybe Newcastle could be a bit iffy but definitely the other four Liam you'd be expecting wouldn't you maximum points yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah look we look it's in our own it, it's it's up to us like we lost we, we had a Lots of these conversations last season where we're going, ah, oh, we're going great guns and everything's great and we could win the league and we're all so positive and all. It's up to the club. It's, it's up to the boys at the end of the day. They they should have learned a lesson from last season. You know, like that was so disappointing for them and us, obviously, as fans. But um, they'd be hurting massively from last season, the way the way the end of the season went. And they're going to, you know, if, they, if we're in a title fight in March, I think we'll go fighting all the way to the end. We mightn't win it ultimately, but I think they'll fight. You know, I don't think they'll go out and you know roll over to, with clubs like Southampton and and Forest and whoever else. You know, they're just gonna. Um, <clears throat> I think they absolutely can. You know, first of all, I think we can beat Liverpool on Sunday, um, and then you've got four games, four very winnable games uh, as well. You know, I think we'd handle Newcastle at our own stadium, without a doubt. They don't. They don't worry me at all. The other games, you know, West Ham. Uh, West Ham's away. It is away, isn't it? Yeah, it's away. Oh, yeah, it's, a, yeah. After it's always a tough match, place yeah. to go to. But you know what? We're better than them. You know, in the same way, I think we're better than Liverpool. Um, but I'm going to say that anyway. But I, I firmly believe we are. I really do. Uh, my biggest fear against Liverpool is uh, Diego Jota. I think he's yeah. uh, he's on fire and he seems to perform very well against us and him. As much as I was, you know, delighted with Sinchenko last night for a lot of the game, I fear he would maybe turn Zinchenko inside out if he got the opportunity, you know. So we have to be very wary of him. 
uh, certainly Nunes and you know I mean look they're very good even uh, Gomez Gomez going forward as well is very strong uh, Alexander Arnold can do the same thing as well but um, we, we we can beat them I've no doubt we can beat them we really can and uh, I don't like going over there and losing either so hopefully we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah good out, good out run coming up then do you think um if we lose to Liverpool Sunday and if they win their game against Chelsea, do you think do you think that be, that could be the title chase over Liam realistically if we don't do Liverpool one? Or do you think there's still enough to you know, is there still enough room for a small margin of error? Well sadly, as you're just a bigging up Jan Chop, he's just scored for Liverpool. Um <laughs> so there one <laughs> Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that. If we don't, if we we have to go and beat Liverpool, in my opinion, Sunday. In my, I just think if we don't go and beat Liverpool Sunday, they remain five points clear. And you've all you got to remember now, we're not just chasing one team down like 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 Man City were chasing us last year. We're going to be chasing two teams down. That's yeah. that becomes double trouble, don't it? Yeah, that becomes double trouble. Yeah. Really, we in my opinion, realistically, we need to win our next five six games on trot. Yeah. To, and I think if we do, if we did that, I think we're in a fantastic position to push on. Um, and as you said, they're not easy games. Like Liverpool's going to be a tough game. They're, yeah. they're league, league leaders, so we got to expect a tough game. West Ham away, we owe them. We owe them what we owe them for the Carling Cup, and then obviously the home game. So I'm hoping that that fire is going to be in the belly, and I'm sure Declan Rice ain't going to want to go there a second time and experience what he what he had to experience the first time. So you'd like to think that the team are going to be up for it. And do you know what? If we go to West Ham with Party and Rice in midfield, yeah, I think we, I think we bully him. I think we absolutely yeah. bully him, and we should bully him. Um, yeah, yeah and it, it is it's literally about getting Party back into that midfield for me at the moment. If we can get Party back into that midfield and get a system going to the end of the season where potentially it might be Party. Odegaards and Rice, then I don't see like when you see that we're, how well we're dictating games already at the moment without Thomas Partey, you sit there and think, well, what what we're we going to be like with Thomas Partey in that midfield? We should we, we we should literally be able to move forward if we can keep the him and Rice fit for the rest of the season and win ninety to ninety five percent of our Premier League games. But we need we 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 definitely need to go into February and basically. Win every game, in my opinion. Um, yeah. We, I just even I, like I look at the fixtures and I think even a draw is going to make it harder. So, and that's potentially what the West Ham Fulham results done for us. It's made it's yeah, made us right now have no yeah. room forever. Yeah, don't, don't, they were them two games. Uh, it was a tough month, December really, wasn't it? Because um, we done the hard work. To be we honest, like, well, me we and Amy were Liverpool. saying. If we go out with that mentality we done at Anfield, I thought we played really well. If not, we're better than Liverpool, you know, maybe marginally. But if we go with that attitude on Sunday, with us being at home, I can't see why not. And when, when you know, when at home is definitely possible. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think, as you said, Liam Rightly, we won't. It's this is a road show now for Klopp now till the end of the season. I think Arsenal want to be the first team to knock that the way, one wheel off. That you know, yeah. So, yeah, if yeah, it's on to be a cracking game, isn't it? You spoke going to the game yourself, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, 
Yeah. He does have a feeling it's going to be like that Man City game at home, don't you? That, that atmosphere where everyone's on the edge. I'll take that. I'll, I'll yeah. take that atmosphere. You know, we need to create that atmosphere because yeah. at the Palace game, Liam, I don't know if you were at it, were you at the Palace game? Yeah. The atmosphere was very flat, I thought. You know, it didn't have the same, it didn't feel the same. But, you know, even somebody pointed it out when I, I actually felt it at the time, but kind of ignored it. Even when uh, the Angel was playing at the start of the game, it didn't seem like everybody was joining in. It was kind of, you heard Louis Dunford more than you heard the crowd. Yeah. Sing, you know? And usually the crowd completely overtake it. So there was definitely a flatness to the atmosphere. But, you know, I was at the City game earlier in the season when we beat them 1-0. And that's what we need. We need that passion, that atmosphere, that that belief, you know. And uh, But, you know, I, I believe we're a better side than Liverpool. I didn't believe we were a better side than City. I thought we could compete with them. But... Um, you know, we need that. We need a crowd to really, really get behind the team on Sunday uh, to get past Liverpool. It's going to be a very, very tough game. It always is against Liverpool. But yeah, I feel we can beat them. I absolutely feel we can beat them. I think we will beat them. So, well, I say that every week, Jonathan. I always say we win. You know, <laughs> I'm not going with any predictions on this one because we're, no. we're Jonas on this show. As part of your contract, you have to give a prediction. <laughs> yeah. If I was going with one, I'd probably go with three two like the last game uh, at home last season. I think it'd be that close, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think what worries me is Liverpool's forward line. Yeah. You know, they can change, you know, they're they're so good, aren't they? Nunes, Jota, obviously mine is Salah, but DS is as good, you know, you know, did and Connor Bradley as well, that young dad, he's really ripping yeah. it up as well, you know. Yeah, um, I think crazy. I think Klopp will go out with a bang, though, you know, they will finish the season strongly. If if anything, they're getting stronger, which is a bit worrying. They're doing a Man City juggernaut at the moment, you know. Yeah. City aren't ripping up trees this season. I wouldn't, like City are a team to worry about, but I don't, I, there's something about them this season. I, I, I think after winning that treble last season, there's, the fire's kind of gone out, you know, they've won it now and, you know, I could be wrong, but they don't worry me as they did a season or you two. You should tell Burnley that at the moment. <laughs> they I think Burnley are winning, are they? <laughs> yeah, no, no. So you're three 0 Three nil. Um yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on that, Martin, when I when you put that together. Um yes, yeah. yeah, so that came is Sunday. Um we go to some transfer talk. Um I know one was mentioned yesterday, Cedric Suarez is thinking it looked like he might be going to Move to Torquay, Liam. Uh, can you tell us any more um, gossip or rumours? No, well, I, I really kind of know what you know around at the moment. But if we yeah. can get a transfer, I've had a transfer fee of 4.2 million. If we can get 4.2 million for Cedric Suarez, yeah. I'm really happy at that because we yeah. picked him up on a free transfer and I was expecting to release him on a free transfer. So 4.2 million for Cedric Suarez, who's really just sitting on the bench as a, a bit of a supporter at the moment, isn't he? We're being yeah. frank on this. That ain't bad business. That would be good business for me, and um, good luck to him. Um, he, 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 like to be fair to him, I don't think he's really ever done anything wrong as such no. when he's played. But he's obviously not to a standard Arsenal standard whatsoever. Um, but he had a great debut for us, didn't he? He scored on his debut for us. I remember against Southampton, I believe. Um, yeah, good luck to him uh, if he get, gets that moving. Yeah, if he gets a little bit of additional money in the coppers, that's even better. Yeah, who else would you like to see go out even on loan, Liam? Has there been any talk of any other players kind of being touted going out tomorrow? Well, we we we've obviously let the youngster go, haven't we? So it's um the left back, the full back, so, so is it? So he's yeah. got the best in the isn't he? Is he? Um, yeah. 
And they're talking about four million that could be led up to 12 million. So that was a little bit of a surprise day because I know a lot of there's been a quite a few fans highly recommending him and saying that could he get into the squad at any point, especially when we had a few left back injuries. But he's gone out. So and I believe he's going to Plymouth on loan from Villa, but that's a little bit more money in the coffers. Um and I look at the rest of the squad now. Do I see anyone else going out? I don't think maybe El Nenny. I thought El Nenny might go, but you know what? I'd probably keep him to the end of the season if I'm being totally unsure. I yeah. think he's good for the changing room. I think he's a good egg, and I think um, I think that we just have to be ensured that Partey could get injured again at any point. We know that. Do you know what I mean? He's not reliable enough. So I don't want to be caught, caught short. I'm not saying that we'll start El Nenny in games, but if you can have him on the bench, then it's better than no one, isn't it, really? And so I'd think like if we if if we're not really getting a fee for him, then I think just keep him to the end of the season, then let him go. Yes, and like what we were saying at the start, so we we couldn't really sign any because of the financial fair play. But were you disappointed, Liam, that we couldn't get anyone in in this transfer window, or were you were you kind of expecting that we wouldn't be doing any business yourself? No, I want. I think I was like you guys. Um, I wanted to see a striker come in. Yeah. Um, I wanted that. I wanted it to be that that push to give us that extra push for the second half of the season. Um, yeah. I'd have loved to see the striker come in, but obviously, I think it's the the Raya deal yeah. kind of showed, kind of proved everything to us, didn't it? That yeah. why get him on loan when you could have brought him, and the reason we got him on loan is because obviously we couldn't afford to buy him. Yeah. Um, and due to that. It's quite obvious now that there is no funds available to kind of go out and buy anyone. Um, I, d- I did wonder whether they might get creative around a couple of maybe departures and um, maybe bringing a player in, yeah. but that hasn't materialised. So I think we're pretty much going to have to go with what we can go with for the second half of the season. I know we said it off air as well. Like I've got this feeling that we might, I think the Champions League, I think we've got a good chance of having a good good go, go at it this, this time around. Um and especially with Liverpool not being in it this year and being the banging form team, like the only two teams I really worry about is City and Real Madrid over two legs. I look at everyone else and I think, do you know what? We'll give anyone else a game. Yeah. yeah. And that includes Munich. That that actually includes Munich because, no, no offence, we played every Kane season in season out. Do you know what I mean? Like, we know what he's all about. I think Munich are a good team, but they're, they're not... They're not tearing up trees, Leverkusen are winning the German league at the moment. So I look at that Champions League and if we can try and avoid Madrid and City to the, to the final, then why not? Yeah, it'd be a cracking final being at Wembley as well. Yeah, be oh, nice. Yeah. And we know our history of Wembley. You'd fancy, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you fancy Arsenal. You fancy Arsenal back in the May, early June, don't you, at Wembley? I think we've got still unfinished business from 2006, lads. You know, we really want that trophy. You know, that would really make. Yeah, yeah. if we yeah. couldn't do the Premier League, the Champions League, yeah, it would. And as Eamon says in this show as well, it's a, it's a shorter route to the Champions League final than it is. <laughs> you know, you can make it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's winnable. Yeah, it's it's definitely winnable. But yeah, it's a, if we have to get through Porto for us. You have to respect the opposition. We've come up, you know, we've come up, you know, there's been times where we've been expecting to beat teams and it just hasn't happened. But you, you would expect it, you know, it's probably yeah. the toughest. Yeah. Porto just lose their top players every season, sadly, you know, and it just weakens them. Um, I know the last time I was there was, I was just... 2009, 10, when Saul Campbell scored in Porto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Super Nicholas Bentner got a hat trick then at home. Yeah, <laughs> so something similar would be nice, but um I take a sloppy one nil since you just get through, yeah. Um what do you expect as well before I come on to you, Matt Terry? Um do you expect a striker like in the summer, like in the likes of Ivan Tony joining Arsalim, you know, and a proven out and out striker that can get you twenty odd goals? Can you see someone like that coming in? Yeah, yeah, definitely see yeah. someone like that coming in. Um I'm not sure. I, something that says to me that I don't I don't think we're gonna get Osherman. I don't know why, but something says to me that we won't we won't get him. And we pretty much know over the business over the last few years that we do not find Premier League experienced players now. Yeah. Which I'm kind of kind of happy about that we've gone down that road over yeah. the last few years. I feel that was yeah. one thing that we lacked in the Wenger years was that we didn't have the finance to go and hit the Premier League and take people's best players off them as such. Where yeah. now we can do that. I think as long as the money's right, I think we can get someone like Tony. But everyone's saying that no, no, he's 27 come up to 28. But then again, Ian Wright was 27 come up to 28 when we brought him in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think some. I think at times people are too materialised on the age factor. Yeah. Well, let's be honest, yeah, right? Slatton was smashing it up at 35, 36 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not adverse I'm not to Tony coming in. But if there's someone else about better in the market, then I, I'm sure we'll go. We'll, I'm sure we'll try and hit that first. But yeah, I think you've got your suspects in you. I think Oshman's going to be linked all the way through to the summer, pretty much like every other team. Um, Ivan Tony's going to be exactly the same. So yeah, I think it's going to be out two or three strikers if I'm being honest. Fan Ferguson, um, that's that that's that's a name that's going to be, start being piped up a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's too early if I'm being honest at the moment. But Joey, if you bought Tony for a couple of years, then got someone like him in, it could be a, it could be a trial, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I when I was at the Brighton game with Eamon and a few others at the end of last season, Evan Ferguson really impressed me. He's a strong lad for 18. You know, he's got mm. all the attributes of a striker. You know, holds the ball up well and can be a nuisance and you know he's well ahead of his years isn't he you know you can see that Brighton have done a super job on him and of course he was moulded with Bohemians FC here just give to give them a mention um Matt do you see anything there's probably going to be a few outs definitely no wins tomorrow isn't it Matt no wins at all uh, a yeah. few outs no I mean apart from apart from uh, Cedric. Possibly, yeah, apart from Cedric but you know maybe a couple of the um the younger players um, yeah. might, you know, might be loaned out last minute. You you tend to see that on on final on the final day of the transfer window as well. I'm not a fan of the transfer window at all. You know, um, I never have been. It's great to see a, a good signing coming in occasionally, like you know when Trossard came in or when Ozil came in or whatever else. But uh, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I believe that the transfer window should finish before the season starts. You know, before the season starts, and that's it because. You, you know, you're you're going on to the last day. You're you're right into August at the start of the season. Uh, there's four or three or four games gone, and then you're trying to settle the player into the squad. Then you know, even even this, even this tomorrow. You know, the transfer window's been open for weeks. You know, why wait till the last second to do it? You know, do your business early, like we did last when we brought in uh, we brought in Jesus and we brought in Zinchenko, and then this season we brought in uh, Rice. It was all done pre-season. It was all done at the right time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I won't even I won't even take an interest in the transfer window tomorrow because there's nothing happening. There's nothing <laughs> happening anywhere really, you know. And if if all we can 
um, you know, if I were going to see tomorrow Cedric leaving, well, good luck to him, you know. Um, you know, you, I suppose you can't, you can't say he was a good servant or anything else. He never gave out. He never... No, he uh, didn't. No, he, know, he, he acted he like... He sat on the bench most of the time and he just took his, took his few quid and, you know, never bad-mouthed anybody and never gave out about anything, you know. And like Liam said, uh, he didn't do a lot wrong when he came in, you know. No. Yeah. He actually performed pretty well when he came in and... Um, but yeah, he's not, it's not going to be missed from the squad. It's not like we're losing the player that we're going to go, Jesus, why didn't we replace him? You know, um, as regards a striker, I never believed we bring in a striker to this transfer window anyway. A lot of people were asking for them to sell Eddie or you know, maybe Smith Rowe will go here, there, and we can get a striker and everything else. You know, I, I'd much rather see the Hayland lads in there than bring in a, a rush striker. Tony himself, I suppose, would be, would have been the main name that everybody was talking about. And, you know, he was just back from uh, eight months without playing football. And no one knows how he's going to adapt, you know. And not only that, where he can score a bag full of goals for Brentford, nobody knows he's going to do the same for us either, you know. He mightn't fit, he mightn't fit into the, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of strikers out there who could come in and do the same job at every team they join. You see it so many times where a striker has scored 20 goals for his club and he's come in and he's scored two or three goals and hasn't performed the way, you know, Jesus, I suppose, where, where Jesus is an excellent player, he's an excellent footballer, he does some great stuff on the pitch, but he's not a massive goal scorer, you know? You, you'd be watching him when he was playing for Man City and you'd think he was scoring week in, week out, you know? But uh, actually, there was a very good stat there last night Jesus has never lost the game that he scored in. Jeez. <laughs> never lost the game. Long continue to the end of the season. Yeah. So. <laughs> never, he's never lost the game that he scored in. I think he's, oh, whatever, he scored in 58 games or something, and he's won 54 of them and drawn four. You know? So, he's it's a good, uh, so if he scores against Liverpool on Sunday, I'll be fucking smiling. You know? I think he, he looks a different. He looks like the player we saw when we signed him last season, you know, with the, the, those first few months, he looks that fresh again. Uh, you yeah. wouldn't put it past me if he, he gets a, bags a couple against Liverpool or he gets... Yeah, we, we, thought, we thought when he came in that he was going to be our 20 goal the season. Yeah. Goal, you know? He was but, at the but, Leicester game and he, we won 4-2 that day. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second game in. Mm-hmm. And he scored a, a beauty. Yeah, but that's oh. testament to it. Whereas yeah. he's a really good footballer. He's come in and he scored he scored a few goals. He's had some injuries and all that. But who's to yeah. say Tony isn't going to come in and do the same thing like that? Only score a few goals, you know? I, I, I don't know, Matt. I, I, I do believe Tony is a 20-goal a season striker. You know, I think playing for a better club, he'd even mm. probably get more. You know, he's, he's, a, he's athletic, he's quick, and he's a top finisher. You know, I, I, I think he'd be... It's just his attitude, you know, I don't know, his attitude is a bit, you know, his personality, you know, could might clash with Arteta, you know, he, he's a bit too, he likes himself a bit too much, you know, he's overconfident, maybe, but you never know, look, yeah, yeah. that's for the summertime, but yeah, I thought yeah. with, with us coming to the end of the show, that's, uh, I'm going to do goal of the month for January, Um, really only the Palace and the Forest games to really look at. I'm going to go for the Andrew Trossard myself uh, against Crystal Palace. I thought the move was really good from Raya 
Jesus going down one end of the field to the other and then Trasser sitting Klein on his arms and burning the pass Henderson. Um, I'll go to you, Liam. What was your um, goal of the month for January? I'm trying to remember the goals. He certainly went sackers against Fulham, I can tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Trossard goal is the outstanding goal, yeah. isn't it? Um, just the, count, the counter-attack from that goal and it was like watching Arsenal of old and yeah, that's the thing with Trossard. He's got the ability when he gets into them situations to be deadly, and it's just a shame that we don't utilize these strengths more. But do you know what? I think he, he'll be more suited to the Champions League as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. The style of play, yeah, it's not as intense, really. As the play. yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, especially we, we saw against Sevilla at home. But I thought he played brilliant that day, didn't he? And PSV, that's a home game to really shone in in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Matt, you're going to the month for um, uh, January. Yeah, God, you you would you would uh, yeah. I mean, you're suddenly going to seventy seven goals, like so. There's not <laughs> a lot to choose from, but I mean, both of the goals last night were very good in different ways. Obviously, Jesus took his goal very well. Uh, Saka's the movement, uh, yeah, the build of Saka's goal was very good as well. But yeah, I mean, look, that Trossard goal, that pass out by you know just the just the whole how quick it was. I loved how Trossard. Uh, held his line brilliantly, and we spoke about it last week about they, that went to VAR. You know, it was like, you know, when you look at it again, you're like, Jesus, the fucking yard onside. But he held that run brilliantly. You could see him actually holding his run before he scored, and it was brilliant, brilliant. And um, also, you know, in that game, uh, I thought the corner from um, from Declan Rice for Gabriel's first goal uh, was a fantastic, fantastic corner. You know, he was taking corners last night and I was praying that it was going to be the same type of corner again, but it wasn't. Yeah. But that was a beautiful corner and Gabriel got up incredibly well and to, to score that goal too. So he comes a very close second for me as well. But yeah, look, you can't but not give it to Trossard. Yeah, as opposed to two goals from Gabriel Martinelli, they're nearly carbon copies of each other, but they rightly yeah. deserved. <laughs> you know, you, we look, after a, a slow start in the month, we've really... Finished it strongly, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't yeah. ask for more back-to-back Premier League wins, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but just since we have Liam as a special guest on our show tonight, would you like to mention your podcast your, yourself, Liam, where you can catch your show and it's and all that? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, um, obviously I've got, I have a um a, cha- a, a channel um which is basically around Arsenal fans forever. Um, we're we're basically co-inlined with um in the North Bank as well. Um, and we do have a show tomorrow night, so if you feel like um, you want to jump on for a transfer deadline special, um, I'm not sure what you're going to get out of transfers, but <laughs> we'll talk all <laughs> we'll talk all different we'll talk all different stuff, and we'll probably just start reviewing um, probably the Premier League in terms of all the teams and how things are going on at present. Um, yeah, we'll be going on live on air at half past eight tomorrow night, so um, I will be putting the the um, stream out on YouTube and. Twitter sometimes tomorrow morning to get a link out. Sweet, Liam. Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into that myself. Yeah, half eight tomorrow night. There you go. Don't don't forget Sky Sports News. It's the North Bank Summit is where it's at tomorrow night. I'm going to send you a picture in a minute, mate. I'm going to send you a picture. <laughs> We've also got Natalie Sawyer on, on, on the show tomorrow night. Oh, happy days. There you go. <laughs> God, we're really professional here. <laughs> Putting us to shame here, Liam. <laughs> Not um, sure about that. <laughs> no, 
No, it's been great having you on. Um, and as well as my, I'd like to thank the guests tonight, Liam Gardner from the North Bank. So much thanks for coming on, pal. Um, hope to have you on Monday evening if you're free. Yeah, definitely. And uh, also by Matt Bourne, our show regular as well. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Cheers, Cheers, um, Thanks, William. Always catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Uh, but until Monday show, um, have a great week, lads, and enjoy transfer deadline day with Liam and Co. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.